0: day, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of I3J3 Cricket Podcast. My name is Mahesh Krishnan and like last time, we're going to be talking about cricket. I've got a few people on the podcast again and let me first introduce you to Mohan Krishnamurthy.
1: Hey uh, Mahesh, thanks a lot for that. Uh, it's nice to be here again and I really extend a warm and very happy welcome to all three listeners who are listening to this podcast. I don't know why you're doing this, but it's fun actually doing it. Uh, we also have here with uh, Mahesh and myself, Vish Krishnan.
2: Oh, thanks Mohan. Uh, it's good to be back. And I'm looking forward to do this podcast again with Paddy. Uh, over to you, Paddy.
3: Thanks Vish. Yeah, exciting. Like two podcasts in three weeks. God knows what, what's, what, what's in, uh, in future. Let's go, guys.
2: Yeah, and
0: I'm really optimistic because Mohan said there are three people who listened last time. And we weren't even expecting that many.
3: Right, guys. So this time, let, let's go to my favorite cricketer, Virat Kohli. And I'd like to just focus a little bit on the Kohli that I've been tracking and watching uh, and etc. Uh, etc. Et over the last five to six years. Um, I reckon there's about three different areas in which Kohli has changed quite dramatically. Uh, the first one is his, his character from the super brat of 2011, where he was uh, having a go at the audience and the spectators to the super cool, uh, urban, guy that's now posting popular tweets and stuff as a person and then his batting technique which has gone from a little bit one-dimensional, aggressive, um, I'm, I'm here to take over approach to something more responsible that says I'm here to finish the job and the third thing is, is uh, leadership skills which were pretty much non-existent before where Dhoni had to just manage him pretty much every, o- every over to now somebody who actually thinks about the team in, in a wholesome way, not as a playing leaven, but everyone that uh, reports him. What do you guys think? Yeah, Paddy,
1: uh, this, this is spot on. I think it's something that we really should be discussing in this podcast as fans of Indian cricket, but fans of cricket in general. The, the couple of things that I have to talk about here. First, I think if you, if you look at his acclamation, it's actually worldwide. It's not restricted only to Indian cricket fans. And, and of course, we... As fans really like what he's doing and we, even, even those that are not one-eyed, like to see him go out there and express himself and actually dominate every single opposition. Actually,
3: very true there. I'll just put in for a minute, Mohan. So, when he was scoring that 120, the first ODA against England, apparently Aaron Finch... Uh, he did tweet. actually tweeted him saying, "Virat, you got to slow down. My cricket is not meant to be this easy." Exactly right, and it's not just
1: fellow players who are showering him with this uh, admiration and acclamation. It's commentators and everyone else around the world who's doing that. So as a as mm-hmm. a player, he's clearly established himself as someone who's in the in a really truly purple patch. But it is, as you said, Paddy, the um, the change in him from personality angle as well as the leadership angle that Mm. actually fascinates me uh, most. You could always see that he was filled with an abundance of talent and richness. And he's worked really hard on his fitness. So you can see that coming together. And that's what we're seeing right now in his cricket. But I'm really keen to see how he expresses himself uh, from his personality angle and his leadership angle. And it's quite a fascinating space to be for
2: all of us. Mm. I think it's spot on. Uh, what I would urge listeners to do is actually there's a uh, YouTube video of the interview with Nasir Hussain. Oh, that was
1: massively wonderful. Wasn't That's it? correct, yes. It was uh, really with
2: with Kohli, I would urge uh, listeners to actually watch that on YouTube. And that's really good and mm. gives a lot of insightful information, particularly about, you know, Kohli saying you know, he would like to thrive under pressure and look for challenges. It's just not cliched. I mean, we see a lot of players uh, say that kind of, come up with that Indeed. kind of statements. Indeed. But uh, he does walk the talk, as um, Nasir Hussain said, post-match after the first uh, ODI. Yeah, so that, that was really incredible. Point
3: taken, uh, wish. In fact, uh, in that very ODI that you talk about, his whole approach when he came in, at you know, when India was four on for not much, was quite amazing. There wasn't the usual panic. There wasn't, you know, he was just completely calm and you could see he was just completely in the moment and enjoying it.
0: One of the other things that I would like to add, add Patty, to what you originally said about three points, there's probably a fourth point that we are yeah. leaving out now and that's his fitness aspect.
3: Yeah.
0: Right? And is actually worked Excellent. really well on his fitness and I think... In a way that's contributed to some of his build-up in confidence in other areas. That's as good well. point. If you watched, uh, I think there was a, a six that he hit in in that over, the thirty-third over yeah. or something like that. <laughs> and, <Of> works, yeah, <laughs> slower ball from Works. Yeah, and, and that was amazing. Yeah. If you look at the Kohli of past, he wouldn't have been able to hit those big sixes with so much ease. Yeah. That is one of the aspects that's definitely worth mentioning. You know, in terms of his evolution, in terms of a player, as a captain, and and everything else. Uh, I think his fitness has is, is improved tremendously and it's played a role in some of the other aspects as well. To,
1: to me, the, watching the uh, Nasser Hussain interview prior to the first one day in Pune, that's uh, the one that Vish just referred to. The one thing that came to mind, and that's the distinction and we, it's inevitable, we'll make the comparisons between Kohli and Dhoni and Kohli and Dravid and Kohli and Ganguly as captains uh, Kohli and Kumbhle as captains and so on. But the one thing that that struck me is his passion for an appetite for a fight and that to me is a very very important mark of a uh, of a fantastic player from a good player we could say that Dhoni thrived really well under pressure but it seems to me that Kohli actually wants that pressure yeah and to, to thrive in that pressure so if you seek it you'll actually be in a much better position because you've actually played that pressure out in your mind already before the game. So I think that's the thing that excites me most about his evolution. Yeah, I, th- I
2: think that's a great point that you mentioned, uh, Mohan. Another one is that, uh, w- uh, you know, as part of um, Kohli's uh, metamorphosis, uh, is that he's, um, he's, he has said that Dhoni was still his captain. And I could actually see in the second ODI, when India were under pressure in the second half of the second innings, you know, Dhoni did a lot of field adjustments and I thought Kohli was very comfortable and every now and then I could see Kohli engaging Dhoni uh, to get his advice on some little angles. Which Wh- Wh- Dhoni is always brilliant, particularly in India, particularly yeah, yeah. when the spinners are bowling.
1: It wasn't. it wasn't only the field placings, uh, it was also the bowling. In fact, there was a particular over and I can't recall exactly which over it was, but Ashwin had one over to go in his 10 over spell and that over, the, the there was at least about three or four minutes uh, when there were changes and changes and more changes. Uh, first, the ball went to Ashwin. And then uh, immediately after that, Kohli and Dhoni had a conversation. And it went to Hardik Pandya, who removed his sweater and handed it over to the umpire. And then another conversation ensued. And ultimately, Jasprit uh, Bumrah uh, bowled that over. And this is conversations between Kohli and Dhoni. So it's, 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 it's a situation that he... He's not as a leader and is quite happy to fall back on the experience and men- mentorship of Dhoni, which yes. is good, I think, I mean, for Indian that, cricket.
3: That's a great point, guys. Um, in fact, it, it's something that's uh, something that I've thought a lot about because I'm, I'm a huge fan of Dhoni, the, the person, not so much the cricketer. And uh, I've always watched a lot closely what Kohli learned from Dhoni because they were the polar opposites in terms of temperament. I mean, one guy is completely impassive, looking at his face, you couldn't tell whether the team was winning or losing. Yeah, the other guy is like watching a movie, you know, every minute there's a flicker of strange uh, range of <laughs> expressions. And watching this guy go from being a brat out of control and learning from Dhoni. And early on he actually made a statement back in, I think, 2013 where he said, I'm just watching and learning from Dhoni, you know, how to play a test match, or how to play a cricket match, sorry. And I think that lesson, while on the one side it's great to watch him mould his character and become a professional that he is today, potentially a, a minor downside might be that He lacks that confidence in in captaincy when Dhoni is right next to him because he's such a guru, such a mentor for him. But hopefully... You know, given the kind of guy Dhoni is, that's not going to be a negative factor. It's going to be exactly. uh, something that he's going to learn from. Indeed, indeed. And I don't
1: think Dhoni is trying to dominate the situation over there by exactly. expressing yes. his view on uh, or, or insisting on his view on, on exactly. and, and so Kohli. And nor does
0: Kohli have the, the ego to basically uh, let it get in the way. Exactly. I think one of the key things, right, is that when you think about captaincy and evolution and so on, there are two aspects to it. Uh, one is about leadership which is you know, how you uh, rally your troops. And, and for that, you need a respect of your fellow players. And mm. I think Kohli has that. The second thing is the cricketing brain. You know, how do you set fields, you know, the bowling changes yeah. and all those kind of things. That'll come. Yeah, and Kohli and uh, seems to be getting that as well. I mean, it's, it's a journey. I mean, we cannot say that you know, he's only been a captain for a short while. Yeah. And I think he's got... The, the signs are really good, yeah. in my opinion. And I think he's going to make a, a brilliant captain for India.
1: So, yeah, today is the third one-day international between uh, India and England. Uh, I think today's game is at Kolkata. I said, I think, because uh, to me, these bilateral one-day series have (laughs) not much context at all. It's a bit silly and it really serves no particular purpose. But I did, having said that, I did watch the first one-day in Pune and the second one day in Katak between England and uh, India, mainly to see how Kohli fared in these games, and and um, mixed in terms of how he fared as a captain, fantastic in terms of how he fared as a as a uh, a leader a and a player, especially in the first one day when uh, he came when when they were 63 for four, and we had uh, Kedar Jadhav played a, a, an absolute peach of an innings. Yeah, so I thought, I thought that, was, that was good to watch those two games. One thing I
0: really liked about uh, both one days is, is that there are different people who actually performed. Yeah. The first thing was, of course, you know, Kohli, yes, very reliable. But surprise was Kedar Jadav, as
1: you and said. And the more I see, uh, uh, Mahesh, the more I see Kedar Jadav, the more impressed I am. Yep. The mm-hmm. guy's got everything in, in his uh, uh, armour.
3: In fact, Mahesh, on that angle, um, it's even more uh, stark because the first one was all about the youth. And the second one was anything but. It was <laughs> quite, a, quite a contrast. But anyway, back to the point you were making.
0: Yeah. And in the, in the second one there, as, as you said, uh, it was effectively uh, Dhoni and Yuvraj show. And I know in the last podcast, we were questioning whether uh, Yuvraj, Yuvraj's, Yuvraj's selection was uh, was was the right choice. And he he, 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 he had a good 150 in, uh, runs in the match. Under, pressure. under, let's under not, pressure. Let's not forget. Yeah, under I mean, pressure. And uh, even in the first one there, he, the first scoring shot was a six and yep. it, was, it was pretty good. So he's got the confidence, still going back to our discussion, whether it is the right decision in terms of... Uh, the champions trophy, you know, champions trophy and all that remains to be seen, but good on him, I guess. You yeah. know, yeah. really happy. Uh, I work. think it,
2: uh, I think it bodes really well for the Indian team.
1: Uh, Vish, what do you think uh, Yograj Singh thinks of all of this?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think he's come back <laughs> and he has said, uh, you can watch it on YouTube. He has actually come back and said that he has forgiven Dhoni, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. He, 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 yes, for a, a, a Hindi channel, it was hilarious. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but, uh, we have all but we sorts should, of people in this world, uh, and he's uh, one of them.
3: Yeah, I have to say one thing though, being a, a former fan of uh, Yuvraj, uh, one of the things I admired about Yuvraj in the days when he came in was he brought a new level of energy and fitness and speed into the game, which was way above the teams. Yep. It was a bit sad to see him <laughs> on the other side of the average line this time, while the shots he played were some of them were sensational. I think on the fitness perspective, I would be a bit… Harry, it's, it's been nearly four days
1: after the game. <laughs> I'm still trying to unsee a particular <laughs> particular yes. visual of Yuvraj <laughs> taking his shirt off. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still suffering
0: from yes, that. in there's that been particular a few visual. comments about
3: that, hasn't there? <laughs>
1: uh, well, having said that, uh, you've got to
0: still give it to him. He, uh, he played, uh, what, 30, 40 overs. He was there oh, in the middle. Absolutely. And he scored 150 runs. Kedar Jadav did uh, have cramping and things like that in the previous game. So, you know, in from that sense, uh, carried himself pretty well. So, pretty you credit all credit to him. Credit. Fair, Fair yeah, yeah. As I Yeah, uh, going
2: back to my old point, it bodes well for the Indian team. Uh, the four players, the middle order fired exceptionally well. Hardik Pandya, lower middle order, played a couple of cameos. Ashwin had a hand in, a, in, in, in one of the games as well. So, it's all good. It's just the openness to, uh, yeah, you, you know, awesome fire up. That. And with Ajinkar Rahani, I can't believe he's been out of this one-day setup for yeah, this yeah. long. He's too classy a gifted player to be ignored. And I think when Rohit Sharma uh, is fit again, I think uh, he'll be back in the reckoning as well. So, yeah. Yeah, good,
1: uh, good, good, good uh, set of games and we'll see what happens in the third one day yeah. and take it from there. But, but to me, that said, it, it still is uh, something which lacks context. And uh, we just have to see how this thing pans out. Absolutely,
2: up. absolutely. I mean, the the ODIs, particularly in the subcontinent, particularly in India, resembles more of a T20 kind of a game, <laughs> only longer. I mean, it's we, we all understand that T20 is like a bunch of thugs beating up some innocent <laughs> nuns. Well, I, I mean... This, this <laughs> so, who, who are you calling a nun
1: in this particular <laughs> contest?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Stuart Broad is not there. <laughs>
3: But talking of the context, uh, I might throw in something here about Ian Chappell's comment about Pakistan not should be touring t- team just because they lose 3-0. No, I'm not sure that was so, so much in context. These days, any away tourie, uh, uh, any touring team seems to struggle to make an impression on the home team. And I'm not sure 3-0 just immediately means that they stop touring. What do you guys think?
1: Ah, Look, I mean, I think, uh, Perry. that was, a, uh, in my view, a very unfortunate comment from, uh, from Ian Chappell. I think the Pakistanis have actually toured well. All, yes, all Chapel agree. needs to do is look at their, just uh, two series ago, their performance in England and ascertain for himself that they actually do pretty well. So I think it was a somewhat yeah. unfortunate comment from uh, from a person that I actually, probably the only person in the entire Channel 9 commentary team that I actually admire. Yes, I agree with that too. <laughs> and uh, he, he made a, probably an unfortunate gaffe, mm. uh, to which I think he's,
2: he's received a, a year full already from a lot of people. Uh, I think, so. yeah, yeah, but... Uh, I'm really keen to visit his house. Apparently, it's made of glass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep
0: talking. <laughs> uh, you know, just, on, just on that point, Australia haven't done well in certain countries, as we all know. Yes, uh, yes. Subcontinent, they haven't done really well in subcontinent. At all. I mean, look at the Sri Lankan team now. They're probably not the... You know, It's an understatement to say that they're not uh, one of the uh, you know, better teams, teams in uh, yeah. world uh, cricket yeah, well at the moment. And, and what happened? The Aussies toured Sri Lanka and they got beaten. You know, Three nil, yeah. yeah. And,
3: and,
0: and so, so what does it mean that uh, if the Aussies go
1: and get a beating again over there, the children tour us? Auss- I think it's a, just a lot of. Uh,
0: but Mahesh,
3: yeah. as
1: as Paddy said in the in the beginning, not many teams tour well these days. Yep. South Africa is probably they one are. exception. Yeah. They have actually toured well in the recent past, including when they were in uh, in uh, Australia not too long ago. And, uh, which is why, you know, all of us would like to see how India tours and fares in England
2: and Australia South and so South Africa well. Fair yeah. point, fair point. I mean, look at England. Three months ago, uh, they didn't fare very well in Bangladesh. Exactly. Uh, the, the most, you know, bottom rank uh, test team. So, yeah. In fact, point. going
3: back to, just on a lighter note, guys, going back to another era, it wouldn't it be unfashionable to say... These guys are too good. debuters every time, so let's not invite them anymore. So <laughs> it was a bit of a turnaround in chapel thinking, <laughs> but anyway.
1: Talking of uh, Bangladesh, Vish, yeah. and it, it, it reminded me of a comment that Virendra Sevag made not too long ago. He said, Bangladesh is a very ordinary team. They will not be able, they'll not be able to take 20 wickets against uh, India. And, and let's not forget, Sehwag was captain for India in that at particular that time, game. Yeah. Dipl- uh, diplomacy skills aside, <laughs> I think I think he he's he, got a fair point. He's got a fair point, yeah. and uh, well, it's being is... played out in New Zealand at the moment.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think I'm I'm going to take any offense to Sehwag's comment anymore. <laughs> but to be hand in heart, I supported Bangladesh wholeheartedly. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, they they even they I wanted them to get away with a draw and uh, you know I was watching the game almost the uh, entire day's fifth day's play and Bangladesh was was a paddy and I watched watched um, and uh, yeah it was terrible to see you know this team has got the skill but not the staying power
3: yeah I mean that was my reaction when I heard Sevak's comment not that I (laughs) I tend to agree with Mohan on Sevak's diplomatic skills but um, I, I watched a favorite of Bangladesh over the last 10 years and they just—they're getting good enough to play good one dayers but in test matches where you need to sustain yourself for two innings or a minimum of three days, they seem to struggle.
1: It—it it just goes back to the thugs beating the nuns comment that <laughs> that my that Vish <laughs> said earlier. In this shorter form of the game, they actually bring their entire game to the uh, entire set of skills to the party. Correct. But in the longer form of the game, where you need staying power, concentration, willpower, the ability to face uh, big totals and all that with uh, aplomb, they just fall apart. I yeah. mean, this
2: uh, certainly underlines the huge difference between test cricket and uh, the Indeed. other formats. Precisely. I mean, so this is right up there yeah. and uh, yeah, so shouldn't be carried about with somebody's ODI form or T20 form.
0: Yeah, I, th-
2: I think one of the key things here
0: uh, is that if you look at uh, cricket in general, I mean, there are three forms, right? I mean, test cricket is effectively what the test lovers, the, you know, our cricket lovers uh, really want to see the connoisseurs of the game. This is what they want to see. And uh, T20 is more about pure entertainment, <laughs> right? Yes. You go there three hours, four hours and the kids love it and it's good for the game in, in certain ways because it brings it to the masses. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, you have the one days, which is kind of like in between. I kind of like question whether like the bilateral series any, has got any relevance anymore. We can still have the, the ODI, the, the World Cup and so on is still pretty good to watch. But if you look at Bangladesh, all they're good. I, I suppose uh, at this point in time, is the just the uh, one day is and the T20s, the yeah. and uh, they're still not up to the mark in uh, in Test cricket. Let's let's just hope they get better and better.
1: On on a lighter note, um, I wonder if you guys caught up on uh, Brett Lee's latest movie, Bollywood? Bollywood movie. I think it's called Un Indian or something like that. They showed it on Foxtel. Did you watch it, uh, Vish?
2: No, I didn't watch it, but I did read a, a review. Uh, the review was, well, how can I put it? A poor cousin of uh, Bride and Prejudice*, a movie that came about uh, which, which 10 was years a, ago. Which yeah. is a
3: poor cousin of mis- almost every single yeah, thing. I movie. had the misfortune to see that movie, so it looks like <laughs> Lee is bowled another grubber this time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, which, which is sad, because uh, Brett Lee is such a wonderful person, but, but this is such a terrible, terrible movie.
2: Yeah, I think I would rather watch uh, Zimbabwe vs. Bangladesh in UAE. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and talking of movies, did uh, did you
3: guys watch uh, Dhoni at all and what's yeah. the feedback on that? I did and for me as, as a huge Dhoni uh, fan, not like Dhoni the person, it didn't really explore his leadership and other personality skills that made him such a wonderful uh, contributor to cricket. It was more about... A biopic from the point of view of somebody who likes to watch a good movie and that sort of stuff. It really didn't focus on the cricketing side of it, Tony. I, I'm not
0: sure what you're uh, looking for, uh, Paddy. It's, it's a Bollywood movie, for heaven's sake. <laughs> it's not going to be biographical. <laughs>
3: point <I mean>. taken.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think, well, to, to me, there's not too many fight scenes or people running around free. <laughs> the- no, that didn't work for me.
1: <laughs> and the other thing is, if you watch the if you watch the movie, you, you'll come back thinking, Dhoni never played test matches at all. Yeah. Which, which uh, is to me a, a little bit incomplete, but it, it was fun.
3: It was definitely watchable.
0: And with that, we conclude the second episode of the i3J3 Cricket Podcast. Thanks for listening. And until next time, i3J3 to you. Goodbye.